Welcome everyone to the Youthscape Thrive podcast. So great to have you here. My name's Ruben and today we're not joined by the wonderful Matt Allen, but we have a very, very special guest who needs no introduction. Miles and miles away, joining us virtually, we have the one and only Rachel Gardner here with us. I need loads of introduction, Ruben. That was rubbish. <laughs> Give me a decent introduction. <laughs> Why don't you, for those who don't know you, the very few who don't know Rachel Gardner, the author, the speaker, the, I mean, power woman. Why don't you give us a little <laughs> bit of an introduction of who you are and, and what you do? Oh, Ruben, this is awesome. So I am a Southerner. I'm a Londoner that's been banished to the mighty north of England, where the sun sometimes shines. And yeah, I'm a youth worker and um, I spend a lot of time chatting with young people about some just really important conversations like relationships and well-being and sex and porn and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's why we're chatting today, Ruben, because mm. I think you've got some serious questions that you need to ask me yeah i'm going to sort your life out over the podcast Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah i'm ready so Great. in this Bring episode it. we're going to talk all about relationships so relationships romantic relationships family relationships friendships and i think if there's one thing i've learned from lockdown it's that relationships and community are so vitally important so I found myself going really stir crazy when I wasn't able to see my friends and wasn't able to see my family. And I think that's just such a test, but we are social creatures, aren't we? So what was, what was the lockdown experience like for you in terms of community and friendships? Okay. So I am an extrovert. Um, my love language is words, touch, hanging out with my friends. So lockdown felt like I was in prison. Um, and I did meet some prisoners during lockdown that were just let out. And I was like, you know, I feel like I've been locked away. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So even though I love, you know, that we can connect online, Ning Beats, being with your friends and just being spontaneous and just hanging out and giving your mates a hug. I think as well, Ruben, um, I'm a mum. I've got two um, kids, school age kids, little kids. Um, and I love my kids and they love me, but it got so stressful that we were just cooped up together all the time mm. because they need their friends. I need my friends. Um, and so I think although although we realised this won't be forever, I think it was really tough trying to handle our own stress and handle each other's stress and trying to meet everybody's needs. That was that was challenging. Mm, yeah. I read something really interesting about relationships and friendships, uh, and that's that there's been studies that have shown that within animals, so they did a study on chimpanzees, baboons, horses, hyenas, elephants, bats, and dolphins, and it showed that all of these can form lifelong friendships with animals from other species. There so there's, is, do you know what? During lockdown, my daughter, who is nine, watched a series on Disney Channel and it's called Unusual Friendships Between Animals. And wow. it's really cute. Like you have like this really smelly pig that's like best friends with a chihuahua. And initially I was like, what? And then you watch it and it's really cute and it's really true. So mm. I back up that research. Yeah. Disney Channel 
not that recently. <laughs> and they also found that uh, those animals in those cases generally had better health and less stress and lived longer. Yeah, love it. I bet loads of people got dogs during lockdown for those very reasons. I need to admit something. We got a dog. No. What did you get? What dog did you get? We got a really beautiful greyhound cross with a whippet. She's black and white. Her name's Indiana Bones. And she's (laughs) (laughs) That's a proper dog. That's not like a play dog. That's a proper dog. No, she's fast. Um She's lovely. And, you know, I grew up my whole life with dogs and they moved to the UK and then didn't have a dog for two years. And then my wife and I were like, you know what, we need to get a dog. And it's, it's so nice. It's you, you get home and the dog runs to you and says hello. And there's a real friendship there, you know. Genuinely. Well, that, I mean, I think that's a brilliant point, isn't it? That we all are created, we're made for meaningful friendships and relationships with other people and when we don't have that because we wake up in the morning and we're just waiting for the first person to get stressed with us or expecting a kind of a negative environment that really impacts our mental health our well-being we just we just don't notice it really really, Mm. do we until then somebody says it and we're like oh yeah actually yeah I I'm feeling a bit bit sad and, and maybe because actually nobody's expressed that it means something to them mm. that's really important that we have that in our lives isn't it yeah yeah maybe we should talk about pets for a minute so did you have yeah. did you have any pets growing up or do you have any cool pet animal right. stories so um so my parents were both um out of work a lot when I was a, when I was a kid. So we lived with different people, or we lived in like housing association or rented accommodation. So we couldn't have pets. Um, but there was one time in one place that we lived where we could have pets in the garden. <laughs> we got these guinea pigs, and I was like, <laughs> basically, I'm going to love these guinea pigs like they're a dog. I'm going to dogify. I desperately want a dog. Um, but these guinea pigs, like, they're so independent. And I have to say, um, I actually got a bit freaked out by their long claws. And I used to get a little bit like, oh, and I didn't want to clean up their poo. So I, basically, Ruben, I wasn't prepared to invest in the relationship. <laughs> so there was no comeback. They were like, give me my carrots and leave me alone, woman. I was about nine years old. So that's my experience <laughs> of pets. <laughs> I had but you grew up with an army of dogs did you yeah my dad was a vet and um we grew up I had basically every single mainstream and non-mainstream pet that you could possibly imagine um but my first pet was a rat and um no! yeah a, he was lovely and his name was Fergus um and he was no. so sweet and uh, no. he got cancer <laughs> And, um, and he had to be put down. I remember being so devastated. I was so upset. And did you know, here's a fun fact, uh, Michael Jackson wrote a song called Benny. Do you know the song? Yes, for a rat. About his pet rat, because his pet rat was his absolute best friend. Is very sweet. I really still sweet. don't like rats, but I'm <laughs> applauding you and Michael Jackson. When I was um, running a youth centre in North London, we had lots of teenagers that would come to our youth centre who 
um, were really struggling with their relationships with their families at home. Maybe they had families who would regularly like kick them out if there was an argument and they'd have to wander the streets for a few hours or a few days, you know, go and stay with mates. Um, and we had a couple of chocolate brown Labrador dogs. And these dogs, honestly, they would, like a young person would walk in and just sit with one of these dogs in one of our lounges and just pour out all mm. of their and this dog would sit there and and listen so i absolutely think animals pets you know teddy bears i don't care how old you are as a teenager i think having something that you hug that makes you feel mm. like you're actually receiving a hug or having a pet that you can talk to is really amazing particularly when you're a teenager and there's you know you're dealing with your own stuff that's going on you're in a house where other people are dealing with their stuff too and you don't always have much control at home you mm. can't you know say we're all going to do this or everybody do this um so i think it's really important to find those safe places in your house maybe under your bed or in your room or hugging mm. a toy or chatting to the pet or sitting out in the front of the house where you just feel you can just take some deep breaths and just think for yourself and say to yourself i'm unique i'm loved it's going to be okay mm. that's really important it's so it's so true that we want to be loved and i think when when dogs and loads of pets they express such unconditional love to us and when it comes to friendships, that's often what really what we want, but it's not always what we get. So no. what advice do you have for young people who are struggling with friendships and they just can't seem to make good friends? How can we be good friends and how can we make really good friends? It's a massive one, isn't it? I remember when I was a teenager, I, I had this idea in my head of what, a best friendship would look like and because the friends that I hung out with it didn't look or feel like I thought it should I think quite often I missed out really appreciating what we had so I think one thing that we can do is rather than saying oh I wish it was like this I wish I was like so and so I wish I was a sort of guy or girl that everybody x y you know whatever is to sort of say okay who are the people actually that I quite enjoy being with and, and they quite enjoy me being with them. I mean, the thing about school is that you think like there are, there's like never again in your life are you going to have like 800 or 300 people the same age as, as you. And it kind of gives this impression that you should have lots of amazing friends because there are lots of people you, sh you could have good friendships with. In reality, most of us have one or two people that we really like hanging around with. So I would say the first thing is, Ask yourself, what do I think friendships would be? And who are the people that actually I already have in my life that give me that friendship? The second thing is that I think sometimes we um, don't realise how much we have to offer friends. And especially if we've been hurt, if we've been bullied, if people have, have said, oh, I don't want to hang out with you, you're this or you're that, we can internalise that and think, well, because one person said that, that's what everybody thinks about me. You need to take that thought to court because it's not true, it's someone's mm. opinion. And somebody's opinion might be right and it might be wrong. It's, it's very highly likely that if someone said to you, you're rubbish, nobody wants to be your friend, it's 99.9% chance that they're wrong that's just their opinion and so I think it takes a lot of courage doesn't it Ruben to say okay that's an experience I've had but that doesn't mean that everybody else thinks that about me mm. and the great thing in life is 
that if at the moment actually school is a place where you're like I don't think I have those really close friendships there might be other places where you can have those like maybe you're part of a football club or an online scouts at the moment or you're part of a youth club like youthscape um, or maybe you're part of a church youth group or maybe there are people your age and your wider family so almost like write down who are the people all in in my life maybe not at school but in other parts of my life who are my friends mm. um, and you'll you'll probably realize like your cousins you probably realize that you've got more people that actually would call you their friends than you thought. Mm. So with some, I think that can help a bit, can't it? When we're thinking, my, my class at school sucks. <laughs> I'm struggling to find <laughs> any friends. Step back a bit. Look at mm. who else you have. Yeah, that's really, that's so good to think. If, you've, if, you're, if you're thinking, I, have, I just have no friends and people just tell me that I'm rubbish, actually think, who are these people that actually would call my friends? And they are more than, more than you'd think. And some yeah. a really helpful advice that um, that someone told me once is be like be the kind of friend that you want to other people. Like, how do you make friends? You how do you be a real, really, really good friend? You be that friend to someone else, isn't it? So awesome. My daughter is nine, and she started. She, we moved um, about a year ago before lockdown, so she had to start a new school. Um, and so I, I said to her, "Well, I thought actually, I think." I, as an adult, need to hear this. I said to her, you know, how are you going to make new friends at your new school? And she said, I'm going to say hello and I'm going to ask questions. Mm, and I said, that is such that's so a good, good. Way to say hello. You know, what have you done today? And I think if you ask people, it sounds really like a bit weird, like, huh? but if you say <laughs> to somebody, hi, how are you feeling today? Or what did you do yesterday? Pe- people actually really like talking about themselves. So if you get really good at asking people stuff, um, number one, they'll think you're super interesting. Number yeah. two, they'll know that you care. And number three, they'll think, oh, I want to, you know, I want to chat to them again. So I think there are some very cool skills that we can develop. Um, mm. And actually sometimes, Ruben, I think the people that actually in the end are the best kind of people I want to hang out with are people that maybe didn't find friendships easy, people that maybe didn't always think they were that popular, but they kind of really worked hard at friendships. As mm. an adult, those are the kind of adults that I really love hanging with. And they often say... At school, I didn't have many mates and it was quite hard, but mm. it's kind of, it's made them this really kind, empathetic person that I that I really love now hanging with as an adult. So I think if you're going for a tough time with friendships, maybe a little bit of hope is thinking, maybe actually this is helping me become mm. the kind of person that actually people want to hang out with. Because we kind of we have this myth that everybody wants to hang out with the loudest, most arrogant person. Yeah, not really. Not really. <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that because I interviewed some young people about their experience over lockdown, and I asked them what are some what are some positives that you that you found over lockdown over the pandemic, and and a few of them said that they saw who their real friends were. Because a lot of the friends that they thought they had that they saw at school every day, those relationships just dropped and they stopped talking to yeah. stopped talking to each other. And then they asked themselves like, what, what was that all our friendship was? And they saw that yeah. there was a small handful of friends who they kept in touch with, who they really liked spending time with. And those relationships yeah. are so much stronger. So That's so cool. That's so good. Yeah, really good. So now we're going to hear from some local young people 
that I had the pleasure of interviewing on some of their thoughts about relationships. What are like the top three characteristics you think that make someone a good friend? Loyalty is definitely one. Loyalty. Support. Trust and loyalty is basically the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said it at the same time. So. <laughs> Something like support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe respect, a bit of respect. Yeah, definitely. What does support look like in a friendship? It's like, it's like your friends have an off day, kind of like, probably giving that in space, like say if if they need anything, you're always there. Yeah. Just make it clear to them that, maybe just just ask them being like, do you want space or do you want like company? Do you want like... I've got a bit of them. I've got, my cousin was going through like a very depressing stage during lockdown, so I made like a chocolate basket with a letter in it and just walked it down the street to her. You know, it was good support, it cheered her up. You know, I think that's what's more support. It was kind of hard though, I had to like just drop it at the door, knock on the door and run back. (laughs) The small things matter. The small things really matter, like how they talk about you when you're not there, like do they completely disregard you? Like, do they big you up to like the other friends that you have? Like, little small, small stuff that like aren't that kind of makes more of an impact and show loyalty more than the big stuff. Like, so like example for me, it was just like if something was going on at home and not all of your friendship like group knew, and you know in like friendship groups you always have that one person you trust a lot more than others. <laughs> um, it's like you tell them and you wouldn't expect them to go around and tell other people. Mm. Like, you'd want them to keep it and not spread it about. Just don't be someone you're not, because if you're, if you're having to... If you join a friendship group and you're having to act like them and be like them, and say if they're, like, the popular girls, if you're having to, like, do their characteristics and do what they do, then that's... You're not you. You're just, you're just a clone of them. You're uniqueness. Uniqueness. Yeah, just be yourself because otherwise people are going to see you as one of them and they could have bad characteristics possibly. And if you end up showing them stuff, they could be like, oh, now you've got to do this. Yeah. Like, making you do worse things that you, that you really should not worth it in the long run. That was amazing. I wish those girls had been around when I was a teenager. Like, I really got the sense that their wisdom came out of their lived experience, that that all this amazing stuff they were saying about friendships is because they've actually had to work quite hard at it mm. and, and work out who are the people they can be themselves with, which I guess, Ruben, that is really tough, isn't it? Because when you're a teenager, you had this real passion to be yourself, but you're still working out what that is. So you want to be with people that allow you lots of room to to be who you and to, and to discover who it is that you're becoming the kind of person the characteristics they talked about mm. like do you want to be more of an angry person or more calm do you want to be kind considerate do you want you know all those sorts of qualities that are so p- key parts of your identity your mm. characteristics are your identity aren't they yeah it's that's amazing. that's really true about and there's a there's a time when you are in high school, when you're a young person, where you need to discover and you need that freedom to discover who you are. You know, I was, when I was in high school, so I, I was in, I went to four different schools because I got in quite a lot of trouble when I was, when I was a teenager and I had pretty, you look too good. (laughs) (laughs) I had pretty bad friends. You know, there was one 
group in the first high school I was in. And I had such a hard time discovering who I was. And so I just fell into this friend group that would just sit under a tree and smoke every break time and get into trouble constantly. And um, it took me going to a different school to find new friend groups to, uh, to kind of discover who I was. And there's a quote that someone said to me that's, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That I wow. found was so impactful because it made me think, okay, who am I? Well, let me look at the friends around me. Are these, are these people that I respect and that I want to be like? And that really was a reality check for me. And to just take a few minutes to chat about dating, because in dating, yeah. you find yourself so linked up to one other person that that really shapes your identity in a big way, doesn't it? So what? how can we date in 2020 as a young person in a way that's actually healthy? I think what we've seen um, during lockdown is people, young people that I know up here in the Northwest have realized who they're friendships are and they've also realized like um actually they don't have to rush into dating relationships I love that you talk about dating because I think it's a word that often we don't use because there's an expectation that maybe you should do lots of things with lots of different people just if they want to and I love the idea that you're like no actually I want to get to know somebody I want them to get to know me I want that to be private I want that to be faithful and committed there to be trust and respect all those qualities in a friendship have to be there in a romantic relationship I think um but I think it's really important that we that we see that we don't um you know in the future we won't suddenly know how to have relationships in the future we'll be able to have safe equal good relationships because we've learned how to have good equal safe friendships so you don't need to rush into dating anybody you don't need to rush into any kind of romantic relationship you can just spend time getting to know people as friends in fact that probably is the best way to know that you know what it is that you want when you do mm. eventually start dating somebody so I think friendships are a great place to start learning who you are and the kind of person you are and who you want to be with in an intimate relationship mm. yeah that's really good so when we had, uh, we had, we had, we did an episode on forgiveness and we found that there was kind of this tension between forgiving someone and forgetting what they've done. And there was talk about how many times do we forgive people? At what point do you kind of remove people from your friendship circles or your relationship circles? And oftentimes relationships can get toxic. They don't always do, but I've seen so many relationships just go toxic and that looks like there's manipulation there's unfaithfulness there's um there's abuse so what do we do in because friendships can be toxic as well what do we do when we're friends with someone and we feel like this is really really toxic the first thing is that we admit to ourselves the toxic because i think that is the biggest thing so often we stick with friends or we stay in relationships and we kind of almost bury the kind of suspicion that we feel that maybe this is not good, maybe they're using us. So if you've noticed, then say something. 
something because you've noticed, I guarantee other people around you have already noticed that this friendship is toxic. So if you can say something to another friend who's maybe not part of this friendship group, a cousin, a parent, somebody at home that you trust, the chances are they'll say, oh, you know, actually, I've already noticed this. Like, you are so different when this person's around. Um, and I think it then it's what you need then is people who are going to help you remember that you are some worth loving and worth knowing because sometimes challenging somebody who is quite toxic who likes to assert control over us who likes to push us around a bit when we challenge them one of the things they tend to do is they they try to belittle us mm. and they'll say things like well no one else will be your friend or nobody else will go out with you or nobody else thinks at least you've got me and mm. in those moments we need to remember no that's not true mm. that's your opinion that's not true so we it's very difficult for us to challenge friendships on our own mm. we do need other people around us to help us do that and one of the best things that we can do a little technique Ruben, is is called the broken record mm. the broken record technique um where if someone keeps saying but but and you're like no nope, I'm, I'm not going to speak to you anymore. I'm, I'm, at the moment, it's over. I'm not going to speak mm. to you. And they say, but this, and you're like, nope. Nope. Like, like, don't get drawn into explaining your reasons. But I think the other thing, Ruben, is that sometimes we find it hard to let go of, you know, we will say I forgive them, but I won't forget. The reason we don't want to forget is that we don't actually want to forgive them. And we don't want to forgive them because they have hurt us. Mm. And it's really hard if someone's hurt us and they never apologize. Mm. That is so difficult, isn't it? And that's why we don't like to forget. But the thing is, the problem is, it doesn't actually hurt the person we're not forgetting. Mm. It keeps hurting us. And it's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. So I think what really helps is just admitting all this and, and being honest and saying, I, I say I forgive them, but I haven't really. And the reason is they haven't said sorry. And that really sucks. And they should say sorry. But the fact is, they might not. So, so what am I going to do about it? I could either just hold on to it and get bitter and bitter and angrier and angrier. Or I could say, I could let go of this. And okay, that maybe is not what ideal, but I'm going to move on from this. And mm. um, obviously, if people are continually hurting us and continually put at risk, we're not encouraging you to put your fingers in your ears and say, well, I've forgiven them, everything's fine. So do chat to somebody. Mm. But in our hearts, you know, we know when it's getting hard, don't we? And we're, and we're carrying on holding on to the hurt. We can let go of the hurt. We can. Mm. Wow, Rachel, so, so much wisdom there. So thank you so much for joining us. You are so wonderful. And um, I think I'm going to listen back to this recording over again because so many, like, little golden tidbits all throughout so Ruben will you be my friend I'll have to think about it I can't believe you that is staying in the final edit I asked you a question I smiled and I asked to be your friend and you paused that was appalling Ruben <laughs> I will be your friend yeah <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Get me Christmas presents. Christmas mm, maybe presents. a card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.